Welcome to our podcast. So what do you think? The podcast where we chat about the Bible from Genesis to Revelation with friends, family, and loved ones. We laugh. This is the labor where they wash up. Then when you wash, wash up. <laughs> I'm from Missouri, so y'all leave me yeah, alone. she's from Missouri. She really means wash. I'm learning more and more how little I know. <laughs> they Noah entered the ark, and they knew nothing. I can't do this. Impressions. Hello. <laughs> I'm Bob the Tomato. <laughs> Hi, this is Chang's Chinese restaurant. We get a little silly. Jericho, Joshua fit the battle of Jericho, and the walls came tumbling down. I feel I have a hard time with condom, condomate, con. <laughs> Not condiments. She loves ketchup and mayonnaise. <laughs> so, in genius. Geniuses. That's our southern accent coming in there, folks. I'm just a little black <laughs> A little serious. My spirit, Bubba, what if I give you what you deserve? And a lot grateful. When you feel that, you know, where is God? Well, well, that's him. That's him showing his love. Yes, he's got he's got all these people loving on you. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah, and yeah like, I love that. As we ask and answer questions about the Bible, faith, God, and everything in between, Welcome to So What Do You Think? Take a load off, get comfy, and stay a while. Hey guys, it's Missy. Welcome to the show, and I'm here with my brother Robert. Hey Robert. (laughs) (laughs) He's always got to do something weird. What are you going to talk about today? Well, I don't think that we should talk about anything. We just sit here silently and don't do anything. Okay. Everybody just enjoys it. Just be quiet before the Lord here today. (laughs) Okay. Everybody say Jesus. 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 Now, I think that we, uh, so if if you're listening to this and you listened to the last podcast that I did, which was a few weeks ago, uh, it was actually about beginning again, uh, or beginnings. <clears throat> so I thought uh, that with the new year coming in that we would tackle Genesis. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is that there's a, there's a couple. One is the beginning of the Bible. Two, and two, if you can understand the first Three chapters, and we're not going to tackle all of Genesis, of course. This week we'll talk about chapter one, and maybe the next podcast we'll go to chapter two, unless God changes our mind. And then the uh, next podcast after that that we do together uh, will be chapter three. So it's going to be over a few months here that we're Mm -hmm. going to cover this. So if you can, but if you can grasp the first three chapters of Genesis, pretty much the rest of the Bible kind of falls into place. The problem is, is that people don't read it. And then when they do read it, they don't necessarily read it correctly. They read it as a story, uh, almost in you know mythical type thing. And God intended it differently. He he wrote it in through. Uh, and by the way, the wrote, the writer of Moses of Genesis was Moses, mm-hmm. uh, according to all uh, historical you know recognition. Um, so God used Moses in a lot of ways, but one of the ones was to write this uh, this account of how things started and what mm-hmm. God, and what God did there. Um, what prompted the idea, of course, was that um, a friend of mine who is actually Jewish, he and his uh, bunch of his uh, buddies from their synagogue, every year they read through Genesis the first part of the year. Mm-hmm. However long that takes, I don't know if they just plan it for January and try to get, you know, get through it in the month of January or if they just go until they finish and whenever that is. Right. But they do that every year. Every mm-hmm. single year, they just go through the book of, of Genesis and uh, mm-hmm. and talk about it and 
meet together as a group. So, so I really didn't know Moses wrote Genesis. Is that a hundred percent confirmed? Or yeah, there's other there's I mean there's rumors out there, of course, that others had done it, but there's confirmation from a lot of different places that Moses was the, the gentleman who wrote it. He wrote okay. the first uh, the first I think the first five books of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, which are mostly the historical books mm-hmm. when it comes to to that. So, so all right. I thought what we might do, and if everybody's, whoever's listening, if you want to take a moment and grab your Bible, we're going to read through uh, chapter one and kind of talk about it as we go. Uh, the way chapter one's set up is it's set up uh, according to days and uh, days one through six, which are the, uh, again, from a Jewish per- perspective, the, those, when it says the, that, uh, how does it say it? Evening. There was morning, and there was evening, and day one, uh, one day or day, yeah, day one. Those mm-hmm. are li- those are literal days according to the Hebrew language. Okay. So it's not like a span of time. Now there's a lot out there teaching, and it you know, could be right, could be wrong. Who knows? I mean, this is a, a perspective that we can't really know for sure. But from the way the language is is written, these are actually physical days. Okay. And the way the the Hebrew calendar goes, um, you know, it goes from evening till morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the calendar is a little different. Their calendar is uh, is is different than our Roman calendar. So anyway, shall we begin? That was shall high. we begin? That was really high. What? Anyway. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Are you making fun of what I talk? Mm-hmm. Okay. Fine. I am. Whatever. <laughs> you sound like you're going through puberty. Well, if you think that's true. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, we're going to start with chapter one, verse one of Genesis. Okay. Get your Bibles, and we'll give you a moment to do that. Okay. Okay. We got him. (laughs) Chapter (coughs) 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. There was evening, and there was morning. One day. The form, the spirit over the hovering over, that's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit, yes. That is mm-hmm. God's form. Um <clears throat> taking it from the beginning. I thought I thought it was interesting from again uh, we can only well, let's clarify. The Bible was written, the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. Mm-hmm. The when it was interpreted though, heading toward the language of English. It mm-hmm. was actually interpreted into Latin, the mm-hmm. Old Testament. The New Testament also Latin, but it was the original language for it was Greek, right? So some of the words that we see are the way the Hebrew language is designed. You know, it reads from right to left and from instead of from left to right. Did you know that? Uh, No. Okay. Well, that, it does. It reads from right to left. So when you're when you're looking at a structure of a sentence or a paragraph, things are a little bit different than what we're used to in English, mm-hmm. or even in Latin or Greek. They they still go from left to right. 
the Hebrew language goes from right to left. So when you look at something that says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, that interpreted in Latin and Greek and, and, Greek, uh, and English is reading one way, whereas in Hebrew it reads, ready? Beginning God. Now, take the center structure of the sentence and say, beginning God, and then stop. So before there was anything, what was there? God. Exactly. That was, I think that was the original intent of the language here in the first, very first sentence. It wasn't that in the beginning God created, even though that is what happened. It's like mm-hmm. beginning God, comma. He created the heavens and the earth. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was the, the structure made it, made it a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, as to how it's, uh, how it's read. Well, what does Genesis mean anyway? Beginning. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the literal meaning is, and, and again, it goes back to, you know, Genesis actually uh, comes from the Latin word. It, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure there is a Hebrew word, but it literally means, um, uh, it really literally means beginning. Okay. So it is the beginning. Gotcha. Um, and when it talks, uh, I think here is where we see uh, t- a couple of things. One, recognition of who God is. Um, the term in the word God here is interpreted from the Hebrew as Elohim. Spelled just like it sounds, E-L-O-H-I-M, Elohim, mm-hmm. which is a plural name for God. I think when Moses wrote this, he said God is a, is, is a triune God. He knew this. He, didn't, he knew that it was the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. He recognized that through this name of Elohim. Mm-hmm. Um, when somebody, for example, the Romans, uh, had hundreds of gods, they would use this actual term, believe it or not. It would not be the word necessarily L-O-M, but it would be a term similar to that in, in Latin, of course, where it recognized that there were multiple gods in their society. Uh, but when Moses used it, he said, I'm recognizing that there's one God and he's in three persons. That's what I believe. Okay. And of course, just like always, I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> so when we look at the the, uh, the the idea spread in this first day, you you brought it up the Holy Spirit hovering over the uh, the the water, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what we see is in the is beginning God. We for the first time actually see time and space. Now think about it for a minute. You and I are in a time and a space. That's how we know historically where we stand. Mm-hmm. At this time, at this place, at this time, there was no time and space. Right. It was. It, it was. It, it couldn't even be chaos, even though that's what it becomes once it begins to form. Is that is if there is no time and there is no space, there's just God. And then he says. Well, let's bring something into it. And he starts to create a process through the waters. Uh, and then he began to move over the, the chaos that had first started. Chaos meaning there was no order to what he had uh, created initially. Mm-hmm. Not meaning chaos as in evil. Because the, 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 when it talks about water here and da- deep and dark and all that, a lot of people attribute that to God's hovering over the e- evil. But that is not what these words mean. 
they have a completely different meaning. They literally mean dark and deep, <laughs> and they literally mean water. It's mm-hmm. not talking about evil. Now, there are other places in Scripture where it talks about dark and deep, and mm-hmm. you get that impre- you, you get the idea from that language that it is talking about evil. Here it's not. You're getting into chapter 6 already. Yeah, well, we'll get back to it. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you about the vault. Is that what they call the firmament? The vault? My NIV Bible says, let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. Yeah, it, uh, okay, yeah, that's the expanse. You're talking about verse 6. You said chapter 6. Uh, verse 6, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. Go ahead and read 6 until, uh, what is it, 8? Yeah. And God said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the vault and separated the water under the vault from the water above it. And it was so. God called the vault sky. Oh, and there was evening and there was morning the second day. Cool. Because the, the, the uh, when I read this initially, uh, of course, vault is actually a pretty good way to say it because it is like an enclosure that you open. And when it talks the word expanse, again, in the Hebrew language, the word expanse literally means to stretch. Hmm. Okay. So he's got. The uh, as the expanse is over the water and it's he separates it, it, it literally stretches the sky, is what okay. he's doing. Y'all can't see it, but I'm doing some great hand motions, <laughs> and they're I mean, it's almost like dancing here. I know uh, you don't even need to talk for me, I could understand. Okay, <laughs> so more, what about more in that one? Because, yeah, I think you covered it pretty well when you – I didn't have not seen the word vault in, in the – this is New American Standard that I'm reading. And it does use the word expanse. I've just heard people talk about the firmament, and I'm wondering what is, are they referring to. Um, but we can – it'll probably be here in a minute, right? It actually will there. because firmament's uh, the same word as earth. Okay. There's several – Words in scripture which mean different things, world, earth, firmament, ground. You know, earth can and world mean different things in different parts of scripture. Um, mm-hmm. In uh, John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Well, that word is similar to some of the other ones, except it's the word cosmos, which actually means creation, which is what we're kind of talking about right now is creation. There I think other, you just like saying cosmos. I do. I love the word cosmos. <laughs> We should get a dog as a pet and name it Cosmos. <laughs> that way, here, Cosmos, here, Cosmos. I think the firmament, firmament thing is those flat earthers use that to say, like, there's this dome around us, and it's a flat earth, and blah, 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 and I don't know what they're talking about. But. Well, I would not agree with them, but <laughs> it actually yeah. means um, part of the definition, I think, has to do with flat ground. Mm. Think about it. You know, you, when you're looking at, at ground, you you can't see the horizon. Mm-hmm. You're looking at something as far as you can see. So that would be firmament, trees, ground, dirt, whatever. But okay. you, so it can be seen as flat. And I think part of the definition actually has to do with flat, not flat earth or anything. There is no flat earth. We didn't go to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say. We just lost all our flat earthers. Oh, I'm just saying, man. <laughs> uh, okay, anything else on that, flat earthers? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm not a flat earther. Oh, neither am I. 
nope, nope. If you get high enough, you can see that the earth's not flat. <clears throat> you you speak act- from experience. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I was early. I was young, but just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. That's not what we're talking about when we're talking about high. Uh, all right, so here we go to the next section, which will be day three. Then God said, let the waters below the heavens be gathered into one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth and the gathering of the waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed and fruits, uh, trees bearing fruit after their own kind with seed in the, uh, from the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed after their own kind, trees bearing fruit with seed in them after their own kind. God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning, third day. Mm-hmm. Anything different in the NIV that stands out? No, but I was just going to say I listened to this guy this morning, and he was talking about the different kind of relationships God has in Genesis. And the first one is with the creation. Yeah. I just thought that was. Yeah, because that, that'll actually come into play later on in chapter three. Okay. Uh, not verse three, but chapter three. Uh, but what I see in this is I see what God God has gone and we've seen, we've seen so far that he was in the beginning. He hovered. He created expanse and then he created dry land. And then what he did was he said, OK, we got time. We got space. Uh, we got land. We got air. We've got sky. We've got basically water now there is no rain at this point and mm-hmm. he says okay so what we're going to do is now we're now we're going to take the, and put this all in motion so time had already started before that but on day uh day three he said now all this is in place we're going to start putting this vegetation in motion so life is beginning to because of what we did previous two days now life is going to take and it's going to go go in motion, and things are going to be set a certain way. And I think that's what he did here on the third day. And with that, he said a lot of things, time, space, gravity. Mm-hmm. Uh, all those things are now in place to um, to create a situation where when we talk about miracles, we talk about things outside of that process. So you have a process of how things work. When God does a miracle, usually it's outside of that process. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Um, so that's um, that's all I got for day three. <laughs> you may read 14. <gasps> Go for it. And God said, let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from night. Let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years. And let them be lights in the vault of the sky to give light on earth. And it was so. God made two great lights. Am I supposed to keep going? Uh, through, it looks like 18. No, through 19. The greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set them in the vault of the sky to give light on earth, to govern the day and the night, and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the fourth day. Interesting that uh, day three, the the plants and things started in motion. Day four, um, it was something bigger having to do with, if, if you think of gravity, um, this is where gravity comes into play. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's the only constant in the universe. Mm-hmm. You know, time and space change, 
depending on where you're at, just on the planet Earth, time and change, time and space change. Where you're at changes. The time in Europe is different than the time in America, Eastern America. Um, but the only thing that's constant anywhere, everywhere, is gravity. Whether mm-hmm. you're in space at the moon, there, there's less gravity, but there's still gravity because gravity's about the center of the of wherever you're at, pulling you toward it. It's always mm-hmm. about motion, uh, right? You know, and uh, as as I read somewhere in the many many thousands of books I've read, uh, uh, gravity is really about you're always falling mm-hmm. because uh, you know you're you're being pulled toward the center of the earth. If you weren't, you just float off, right? Um, so when go ahead. No, keep going because I'm going to change the subject. You're going to ch- change the subject? <laughs> You're going to change the subject from gravity? I mean, what happens then? We just float off into space? <laughs> Even when there's no gravity and you see these folks floating like in that jet that flies way up in the atmosphere, that's, mm-hmm. liter- that's literally controlled falling. And there's people going to go, oh, no, that's not true. I'm going to argue with you. But you're wrong. Go ahead, Miss. Kermit came on the show. <laughs> As a studier student of prophecy, prophecy, of course, I love the part where it says, and let them serve as signs to, me- to mark sacred times and days and years. And he does that throughout the Bible. True. Yeah. Yeah. And many use this to say we need to pay attention to uh, astrology. Um but a lot of things, it's interesting that you, you bring that up because a lot of um, uh, the, you know, the, the Jewish heritage, the, the, the Hebrew people throughout history, they were, there's all kinds of festivals. You know, mom talks about that uh, on a lot of her stuff is there's festivals all the time. Look, a tree fell. Let's have a festival. Um, anything, they, they took a lot of time to mark when, um, uh, you know, when God had done something in their lives, mm-hmm. that's when his name changes later uh, to in, in their eyes. It becomes more personal. So they do a lot of and a lot of that comes from this idea that they can, you know, they watch stars and they see when they're supposed you know, we, we look at them and we know when we're supposed to, you know, pick our plants, you know, and let plant them to grow and things like that. That's what this is kind of about. It's not really about astrology and how your life is guided by the stars. Oh, no. I mean, you definitely can use it for that, but it's like when baby Jesus was born, they guided the a star. Yeah. Yeah. And there's different things like that. So, yeah. And I found it interesting that Paul took it upon himself to uh, at some point, And I, I, th- I think I think I know why, but he said, don't follow those things anymore. I think the reason he said that was because uh, the uh, festivals and the times became the, what the people worshipped. Mm-hmm. Instead of instead of God, instead of Christ, they but worship. then in Matthew it says to look for these signs. Yeah, so, Matthew twenty four. Yeah, what are you, which? Why are you saying they said not to follow this? He didn't say that. What he said was don't the festivals. Follow the festivals. Okay, the, those the festivals in those times of year that mark uh, what they consider to be important. Gotcha. Uh, and they put those before God. It became more important to be the. Uh, to do, go to the festival than to actually worship God in their daily lives. It's like JJ was talking about last week. They they got so lost in the laws they forgot where their main focus should be on Jesus. That's right, exactly. So, good job, JJ. Good job, JJ. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're in day six. So I is that right? No, day five. We're never going to make it to chapter two. Uh, 
Uh, no, not today we're not. Oh, okay. We weren't supposed to. Oh, okay. For those of you that listened at the beginning of the program and heard me say <laughs> that the ne- chapter two will be in the next podcast, please call Missy and tell her her number is... <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, then God said, let the waters team uh, with swarms of living creatures and let the birds fly above the earth in the open expanse of the heavens. God created the great sea monsters and every living creature that moves with the water swarmed after their kind and every winged bird after its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply, fill the waters of the sea and let birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning the fifth day. Mm-hmm. So God was getting everything ready for Adam. Yeah. Also. Yes. Yes, I believe so. That was his, uh, his pride. And again, he's putting processes in place. He's getting ready to have Adam come along and what we're about to read will t- say why. Mm-hmm. So you want to go ahead and go to that one? Because that chat, day five was pretty self-explanatory. And God said, let the land produce living creature, creatures according to their kinds, the livestock, the creatures that move along the ground and the wild animals, each according to its kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kind. And God saw that it was good. Do I keep going? Keep going. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image and our likeness so that they may rule over the fish in the, of the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds of the sky and every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he made, and it was very good. There was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. So um, the rest of this is kind of, it's almost a compilation of the other five days in part of it until he gets to the creation of man. So mm-hmm. let's talk about that for a moment. Um, I think understanding what he's done here more so than just saying, oh, well, God created man in his image. What does that mean? We talk about the word image and we think of a mirror where we see, um, you know, we can see ourselves, we see our image. So we see kind of what we look like. And that's the, that's the portrayal that's always been when it comes to, uh, you know, talking about these scriptures, but, in reality, when he created us, he created us like him. So where is that at? What does that mean? Um, remember what I said earlier, it had the word, the name Elohim was what mm-hmm. Moses used here. So he cre- he was talking about the uh, single God, one God, in three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So why when we look at creation and we see how God created us, why would we think that he created us? Differently, when it specifically says he created us like him. So, what three persons do we have? You're Missy on the outside. Mm-hmm. You're Missy. Mind, the, soul. That's it. Spirit. Body, soul, spirit. Mm. So, in the way that he is, 
and was and always will be. We are because he created us that way. We are we have a body that is basically the outside of um you know that goes interfaces with the world that uh, that people see that we talk and 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 eat and whatever else. Mm-hmm. We have our soul which is the according to Jewish heritage again I keep going back to that because that's where this type of language came from is the soul was the place where you you thought they the, the word actually kind of goes with bowels you know your the bowels in your stomach uh, that where you we have emotions and where you where you think and where you you feel uh, where you reason mm-hmm. you know you reason things out and then the spirit is the place where we literally interact with God when when we're as Adam, as we come into chapter two, we'll, we'll see this, chapter three. When, we, when the fall happens, the spirit of God can no longer interact with our spirit. Yeah. So we're at odds because our spirit has basically been killed, mm-hmm. so to speak. But the soul is still alive. The, body, the part that interacts between the spirit and the body. Um, so God calls us to come to him so that that part of our being can be regenerated. We can now interact and lo- love and, and relate to God because he's brought us back to life through his own sacrifice, mm-hmm. through his own death, through his own resurrection. Now our spirit can live. There's a lot in this when it comes to the way uh, from Genesis as we get through chapters two and three uh, of how this, uh, but w- at this point what we're looking at is God's created a being just like himself, body, Soul, Spirit, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. <laughs> You're done. No, there's a lot more, but we can't get into it because it's in chapter two and three. Okay. But, <laughs> uh, no, there's a lot more coming. I just, um, I think when we, if we can grasp this this part of being in God's image, and and the part of uh, that we want to remember is that the the part of the image that. Um, that he brings back to life is the part that interacts with him. Um, our body, yes, it does. God's God, so we can interact from the, and the, our soul is where we, we make these kind of decisions, but it's the spirit. It's our spirit, which is dead until he regenerates us and we're back to life. And that can happen through acceptance of Jesus Christ and his sacrifice on the cross and our belief in him and what he did and his resurrection. And that is the segue, Missy. And if you want to accept Christ into your heart, uh, you can just say a prayer with me. It's really no magic words, as we always say. It's really a belief in your heart. Um, I, when I went through my experience and I knew I was missing something and it was God, I personally wanted to say a prayer for myself. God didn't need me to say a prayer. He just needed me to believe in my heart. Um, so if you want to say a prayer with me, I understand. And let's do that together right now. Bow your heads if you can and just say, dear Lord, please come into my heart. I know I'm a sinner. I know that I have a missing piece in my life, Lord, and nothing fills it. I pray that you would come into my heart. I know that you are the son of God, that you were sent to the cross for my sins, Lord. I know that you rose three days later, and sit at the right hand of the Father. And I can very much have a relationship with you. You are alive, Lord, and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Let me understand what I'm hearing and what I'm what I'm listening to. And 
Lord, I pray for discernment and wisdom when I read the Bible and just pray that those words come alive to me. And Lord, let me understand. I just want to draw closer to you as I go through these next few days, Lord. Put somebody in my life that will help me grow, Lord. And I just praise you and thank you for saving me, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, one thing I want to kind of talk about, too, real quick with Genesis is if uh, with with the parts that we're talking about, read, do your own reading, do your own study. That's good. Uh, and realize that uh, the you'll read the rest of these type of scriptures and, and ideas throughout throughout the Bible. John chapter 1 is taken straight out of Genesis. In the, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Uh, and then you take all the way down to Revelation uh, is a reference in 21 and 22 of the things that we're talking about. Uh, so we'll get into the good and evil stuff that uh, the trees and the tree of life probably next time. I want to add one more little prayer. Will you pray with me? Sure. Dear Lord, I, I just pray for the people out there who are having doubts. I just feel in my spirit that that's happening, Lord, that people are having doubts. And I pray that you would somehow, some way, reveal yourself to them so there would be no doubt, Lord. And you know who I'm speaking of. I have no idea. But I pray that you would do that. And uh, we just join with you, Lord, and just reveal yourself to them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. Are you interested in listening to more episodes? Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeart, and Spotify. Do you have a question you'd like us to chat about? Email us at swduthink at gmail.com. We have new episodes every Monday. See you next time.